This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Yeah, I get Erev Shabbos. I get Erev Erev Rosh Hashanah. I guess the uh, it's never a coincidence that Parshas Nitzavim is always the Parsha before Rosh Hashanah. Sometimes, sometimes it's yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's Nitzavim Vayelech, and sometimes it's just Nitzavim. But the same that parishes is Nishtan. Kiseitzik, Kisavre. Life, you go out, you come in, the old year is ending, the new year is coming. Before Vayelech, before you can walk into the new year, it's got to be Nitzavim. Nitzavim means to stand still. Atem Nitzavim Ayem Kulchem. To be able to stand in front of the Rabbi Shrine of Knei Hashem Elekechem, everybody. Shechem, 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 Kol Ish Yisrael. Everybody's standing just before Rosh Hashanah. And I think this year, we actually have a, f- a fantastic opportunity. Why? Because normally the days before Rosh Hashanah are incredibly busy. There's so much to do, physically to prepare for Yom Tov. Shabbos Ba To have a Shabbos that comes before an Erev Yom Tif, gives us an opportunity to stop, to pause, to stand, to reflect, to think. Always a good thing. Maybe even to open the matter. To have a look at the twillers that we're going to be saying. We haven't said them for a year. 13 months to be precise. It's been a while. So just to imagine... We can stand in front of the Rabbi Nishalayim on Rosh Hashanah without having looked at the Tfilas, without having thought and focused a little bit. It's a very difficult thing to do. For Lachain, to have a parasha of Nitzavim, where the whole essence of the word means to stand still, is a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. We should use it well. But I'd like to share with you a story that's a very personal thing. Some, maybe 16 years ago now, my wife and I were living in Eretz Yisrael, a couple, lived there for a few years. What could be better than living in Yerushalayim? Learning every day, day in, day out. And Baruch Hashem, we're blessed with a beautiful baby boy. And life was good, and life was busy, and life was hectic, gewaldig. Then we found out that Baruch Hashem, expecting a child. Not the child. Chval not Pashat. Wasn't Pashat at all. Ad Kedekach, at his bris, one of my rebbeim from Yeshiva Samir, said about this Racha Nimon, who was born two months early and spent the two first two months of his life in the uh, neonatal ICU, the Pagia, as it's called. Ra'ay Panecha Pilalti. Which is what Yaakov Avinu says to Yosef, I never thought I'd see your face. This little baby, I never thought you'd even make it into the world. And Baruch Hashem, he did a little Yerushalmi. And the MS is, for the first year of his life, we spent most of the time rushing around from this doctor to this doctor to this specialist to this specialist. And there was always a drama. There's always something else. 
Okay? You expect it with babies that are born early, preemies, they call them. You expect there's going to be things. One thing they were never sure about with this little boy. And every test came back inconclusive. Can he hear or not? Can he hear? Now obviously every parent thinks their kid is wonderful. Every parent thinks their kid's a genius. Every test came back inconclusive. They're not sure every time there's a different hezba, a different explanation, fluid on the air. He was a tsunami, he had a cold. Whatever. So they weren't sure. So I, as a very experienced audiologist, Avrich Farman, so I'd stand behind the high chair and go... And just see, is he moving his head? Is he not moving his head? Yeah, no, ah, I'll be name. But that's not a very scientific way of doing things. And eventually they had to have, he had to have a hearing test. Bahardama. What does hardama mean? Bayapel Adam Tardema. Deep sleep. No, for my gracious. So to be put under sedation. Under sedation for a hearing test. Okay. Happened to be pinked at the time. I was with another family member in a different hospital in Yerushalayim. So I had to run from one to the other. A bit of a crazy story. It's not the full story now. Not the place. But my wife calls me and says, you need to get over here. You need to get over here fast. So I get in a taxi. Zoom over to Hadassah Hospital, a place called Inkarim. And they're speaking in rapid fire Ivrit. And they're using words, you know, my Ivrit's pretty good, but they were using words we didn't really understand. You know, they were saying lots of nice things about what a gorgeous little boy you have, how much chayim. Aval, yesh lo likui shmiak veda. Likui shmiak veda. Okay, shmiak. I get that one. Here. Covid. Heavy. Likui. What's a likui? Actually, likui is like a likui chama. It's like an eclipse. Right, that's Hebrew for profound hearing loss. Here's a profound hearing loss. Likui shmiakvida. He's got a profound hearing loss. So we ask, okay, so what does that mean? He can hear something? Anything? No. So what do we do? They give us reams, reams of paper and pamphlets and leaflets. And they say, well, I guess you better go and get it measured for hearing aids and for, 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 for. the moulds that go into the air. Have a nice day. Have a nice life. Call to Bye. See, that was their job. So this young cradle couple are rather stunned going out into the Yushalayim sunshine with this news that your child can't hear. He's never heard your voice. And to be honest, it was a very long journey. It's a very long story. It took another year. A year actually of coming back to London for various different reasons, this being one of them. For him to have the surgery that was necessary for him to be able to access sound. And certainly enough sound to ever be able to speak. Go to Great Ormond Street. Some of you might be familiar with the procedure. It's called a cochlear implant. Nissim flies. They drill a hole in the, uh, they drill a hole in the skull, and the, uh, they implant electrodes 
into the into the cochlea where you normally hear from. I mean, the Rebbeinu gives us thousands of channels which which you hear normally. There, there you can replace it with sixteen man-made channels, but it's enough. Baruch Hashem, it's incredible. But it takes time for a drilled-in skull to hear to heal. It takes time, okay? Say this, so he's healing. A month later, we go back to the hospital for switch on. Switch on. What's switch on? When they switch on, they're hearing aids for the first time. So then we have a two-year-old boy. By this time, he actually, Baruch Hashem, he just had a baby sister who was uh, literally born at the time when he's going to be switched on, which means these two kids are going to start to hear at the same time, which is a very interesting journey to be on. And... What do you say to your child who you've known for two years and has never heard your voice? Shalom Aleichem. Toyer Tziva. Shema Yisrael. Shema. Shema Yisrael. Shema Benim Musar Avicha. Hi, I'm Daddy. What do you say? He's lived in your house. He's lived in your home for two years. Mela, baby. Babies are learning the whole time. They're learning you know, babies learn most of everything you need to learn in life. You learn the first two years, most of it. It's, uh, it's amazing what babies are processing through those two years. Of, that's why they sleep so much, because their brains are working so much. This child had to learn to manage with four senses rather than five. To be very visual. What do you say? So it was a very emotional experience, but also incredibly underwhelming. Why was it underwhelming? Because he doesn't understand that sound is meaningful. When we speak to him, it's not sound, it's noise. What are you doing? You're disturbing me. I was managing just fine in a world without this stuff. And suddenly you come to bother me. He doesn't understand that sound is meaningful. He doesn't understand that sound makes things happen. It takes a long time. For us to be able to teach him that the things he already knows about in his world, like a ball, a cup, food, bed, whatever, all have sounds attached to them. When you make the sounds, you can get the thing you want. Things that we all learn naturally, we have to teach him. Fast forward another 11 years to his bar mitzvah. He gave a drasha to hundreds of people. Promising there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Or whether he's a bar chiyuva da'i or not. Could you blow shofar for someone that hears naturally or not? Normally the simcha of a bar mitzvah is when a child goes from being potter min mitzvah because he's a cotton to being a gadol, chayef. Here, a cheresh, someone that's deaf, is potter min mitzvah. But someone that's a shoymea is chayef. Does he have a din cheresh or has he got a din shoymea? It was an unbelievable moment where he proved that he's chayef that he writes in mitzvah. And that he could blow shofar for a gadol. It was, it was not a dry eye in the house for him to speak with such confidence. So I'm just testing to my wife's message nefesh, to a lot of twins. Why am I telling you this story? For one reason and one reason only, and that is the words on the top of your sheet. There is no mitzvah to blow the shofar in Rosh Hashanah. No mitzvah to blow the shofar in Rosh Hashanah. Who knew? Look at Rabbeinu Harambam in the first source. Mitzvahs asei shel Torah. There is a Torah mitzvah lishmaya. Churas ha-shoifah b'rosh Hashanah. There's no mitzvah to blow the shoifah in Rosh Hashanah. What's the mitzvah? Lishmaya kol shoifah. 
That's the bracha we make, is lishmaya kol shayfa. Is to listen to the shayfa. Why is that important? Because sound is meaningful. Because sound makes things happen. Of course, technically speaking, you have to hear a shofar that was blown by a bar chiyuva. You know, if you'd have a shofar that was blown by the wind, that wouldn't be a kosher coin. It has to be blown by someone that's high of the mitzvah. But the mitzvah is not to blow it, the mitzvah is to hear a shofar that was blown by someone who's high of the mitzvah. As it tells us in the novel, that being able to listen is better than even offering carbonics. Isn't it interesting, just by the way, that our basic declaration of emunah, when we talk about Yichud Hashem, which is essentially what Rosh Hashanah is all about, all of humanity, the entire Bria will come to this Hakara Sabayra, Start of Shema Yisrael. Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad. If it was just a statement of belief, if it was just a statement of philosophy or theology of what we believe in, it would have been enough for the Torah to say Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad. Just by the way, this is very important. Rashi on the Shema essentially encapsulates the entire day of Rosh Hashanah. Should look it up. But what Rashi on the Shema, in Parashas verse Hanan says is, Shema Yisrael, listen, Klal Yisrael, the God that you now recognize as being the Rabbi Nishleinam, ultimately in the future is going to be recognized by the whole world as being the Rabbi Nishleinam. That's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is Klal Yisrael's place amongst the, in the nations of the world where suddenly everyone is going to have this Hakkara Sabayra. The entire world was created for Kvayt Shemayim. And Kalal Yisrael have the most incredible role to play in that. And that's why we will be vindicated for our emunah that we've had over all the years of Golas, where all of humanity will come to recognize this fundamental truth that the world was created by an infinite Bayre Oilam. That's what happened on Rosh Hashanah. That's ultimately the gilui that we're davening for, for Yemaisa Mashiach, is Yakiru of the Yedu Kol Yeshwe That all of humanity will understand that life is meaningful, that all of humanity will understand that life is purposeful. But in order for the world to get there, Klai Yisrael have to be very clear in our tafki. That's Rosh Hashanah. That's why it's Shema Yisrael, the Lashon of Shmiya, is the Lashon of Kabbalah, of Havana, of accepting it, of understanding it. When there's a mitzvah to listen to the shofar and Rosh Hashanah, it's a mitzvah, something deep is going on there, something powerful is going on there. It's a profound time when we're mamlich Hakadosh Baruch Hu over ourselves, as the Gemara tells us. Same word of Anim Malchus Kedusha Tamlichini Aleichem Zichrein Eshad Zichrein Chem Lefanai Ubame Bashofar. Says the Gemara. The vehicle for the Hamlachas Amelech. Is the shofar, and now look at this. The uh, one minute. Yeah, look at the third one. Medrash and Vayikra Rab. Am Rab Yeshia. Siv Ashrei Am Yaidei Surah. Apparently, it's a song too. It's not possible. 
Praiseworthy. Fortunate is the nation that know the secret of the truth. And the nations of the world don't know how to blow a trumpet. Come a association, I am how many horns they have, come a book association, come a come a slough. All these different times you read it, these, these unbelievable uh, instruments they used to have, wind instruments that they used to have, the guy. They also have trumpets, trombones, and the like. They have a French horn and a tuba. They're good with wind instruments. So what is the secret that Kalal Yisrael knows that the nations of the world don't know? By their hamlachas hamelech. They also blow wind instruments. There's also trumpets. A trumpet is a very grand sound. Pomp and procession. We understand the Malchus of the Ara parallels Malchus of the Rekia. So what do we know that they don't know? Something's going on when we make the sound of the truah. Something happens during Tkiyas Shaifa that Kuvyachal moves the Rebbein Shalaylam from the Kisei Din to the Kisei Rachim and remits the game Hadin. If HaKadosh Baruch will judge us this with din. Mi Ahmad. We all know that none of us are perfect. In Tzadik Barat, Tzashiyas, Tzadik Barat, we all know our imperfections. HaKadosh Baruch will judge us purely with din. We're doomed. The secret of the Shaifa is to move HaKadosh Baruch who says the Medrash in the Kisei, din to the Kisei Rachim. And in fact, there's another Medrash. Because there's always another Medrash. Medrash in the uh, also Veikar Chavtes Parasha Chavtes in the Veikar Abba look halfway through Chaydesh Zeh Tishad Shuma Tishad Shuma Seichem B'Shoifa this month renew your actions with the Shoifa B'Shoifa B'Chayd is a Shapru Ma'aseichem the Lashon of Shoifa is a loss of la chape to beautify, to improve. If we use this time to move, to beautify ourselves and the shamas, im If you improve your actions, I will be like a shaifa to you. So that means if you listen to the shaifa, if you internalize the message of the shaifa, I'll be a shaifa. What's that? Hakadosh Baruch Hu's gonna be a shaifa. What's the marshal? What are Chazal telling us? Harini nas alachem kashaifa azeh. Ma shaifa azeh machnis bazu umaitzi bazu. Just like the sound of a shaifa goes in one side and comes out the other. Goes in the narrow side, comes out the wide side. So to our Godish Baruch Hu is going to move like the sound of the shofar from one seat to the other. Same idea. What's going on? Something so powerful is going on. Hashem is sitting on his throne. Which throne is he going to sit on? That depends on us. 
It will be a safer, Milas and Lashaper. He'll be a Shafer. And he'll move from one to the other, from the Kisidin to the Kisirachamin. The Shafer is the most incredible Kli, the most incredible vehicle. It's literally taking a breath and giving it sound, a very raw sound. Remember, this is the day of the creation of men. This is the day Mauritian was created on. Makadosh Baruch creates us with a breath. Our life was created with a breath. We take that breath and we turn it into our Kol Shafer. We give it context, we give it sound. Suddenly, when you're listening to the shaifa, you can retreat into your own inner world. It's an amazing time. There are a few points in the year where this really happens. Achilles Matzah on Seder night is one of them. Because it's the one time in the Seder when everyone's quiet. Everyone's munching away. And never, because everyone closes their mouth, hopefully, closes their mouth for a minute while they're eating their matzah, you can also retreat into your own inner world. Zone out all the crunching sounds and think what I want Cheres from. That's Seder night. That's a Seder night time. But it's the same thing by Tekiah Shofar. No one's talking by Tekiah Shofar. Everybody's listening. The question is, what is the Shofar saying to you? This is the time of Hamlach HaSamelech. The Mitzvah is Lishmoya Kol Shofar. What do you hear in the sound? What are you committing to at that point? So it's absolutely fascinating. There's a sefer called the Seder Hayoyim. The Seder Hayoyim. I'll just right away, just before, before we go to the Seder Hayoyim, just jump up to the second Rambam because I missed it out. The Rambam tells us this is exactly the point. The Rambam in Hilchus Shuvah, famous Rambam, says, There's a hint there. Wake up, you sleepy heads. That word again, Those that are really comatose, wake up. It's a time for tshuva. Those that forget the MS because of all the nonsense we do in our lives, the shaking Koshnas of the hell of it, we waste our time. We spend our time on so many things that are just such nonsense. It's a reality check for us. What's going on? The tshuva of Rosh Hashanah is a very different tshuva to the uh, to Yom Kippur. It's not going down into the prat. It's the first day of the Sarasmit tshuva. It's that jolt. It's that electric shock. It's that alarm clock, as the Rambam just called it, to wake us up. The point is to be maharer of tshuva at that point. It's not about the details. The details will come over the rest of the Sarasmit tshuva. According to the Rambam, it's about remembering the emes. It's remembering the Emes as a Rebbeinah On this day of the creation of mankind, of the recreation of mankind every day, it's about remembering that as a Rebbeinah being real with the Kaddish Baruch It's the day of Chizik and Aaron and Munah. That's what we're meant to be thinking about. Everything else will come from there, but Hamlachas HaMelech means what does it mean to be, to me that there's Tak, an infinite Rebbeinah who's given us the Tayyar HaKadosh has given us the opportunity to relate to him through the mitzvahs. What does that mean to me? 
How real am I with that? That's the reality check. That's those, it's the, the opposite of those that are shaykhah, chasa emes, behev le'azman. So it's not about, it's mamish not about just doing, going through all the different details like we do in Yom Kippur. It's something so much bigger than that. Because Rosh Hashanah is all about the big picture. It's about us getting the message of the Zerubayim Shalom. It's about davening the whole world should get the plot. That life isn't random. That there's a plan. And there's a ge'ula coming. And the role that Kalal Yisrael has to play within that. If we get the plot, the rest will follow. So it's a reality check for us. But now look at this. This is the Seyda Hayyayim. The Seyda Hayyayim was a contemporary of the Shulchan Aruch, a contemporary of the Izzar Arizal. His name was Rabbi Yosef ben Machir, who lived in a place called Ein Zeytun. Ein Zeytun is right in Itzas. And he's the, by the way, just as a biographical note, he's also the author of the Maidani. Maidani doesn't appear in Shulchan Aruch. Maidani, that we say every morning, comes from the Seyda Hayyayim. So uh, this is him. Says the Seyda, and it's important to establish his credentials for what he's going to say. Amr Chazal, this we know, Shleisha Svarim, Niftach and Baruch Hashanah, everyone stands in din, everyone comes, Kivnei Maran, you know all of this. And everyone needs to be fearful of their own din, and therefore prepare yourself during Elul. Then everyone should find time, because we're standing in front of the Rabbi Nishalayim. Some people don't bother, they turn up at Rosh Hashanah without having done this. B'Shas Hadin, there's no Erech HaPayim B'Shas Hadin. Din is Din. It's harsh judgment. But if there was only Din, the world could not survive. So what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? It's the end of this first paragraph. Me'as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Bracham of Harabim. Hikdim Refua Lamaka. The prevention, the cure, before the, uh, the illness. V'tzivanu. The Ta'ala is saying for our benefit. But Mitzah says to Kiyas Shaifa la Arab Vesasat. What are we meant to think about during Kiyas Shaifa that's going to be the Arab of the Satan? The Amis is that Kiyas Shaifa is really the sound that accompanies Kalal Yisrael on our journey. It's a story of Akedah Sitzchak. It's a story of Matan Taira. And it's a story of the Gu'ul Ha'asida. And therefore says the Sayyidah Hayyayim when the Satan hears the Kal Shaifa of Akedah Sitzchak. And the fact that the Yeshua comes to Kalal Avram Avinu Davins. The Kavana was the all of Kalal Yisrael in the Tzara. They'll see the Afra Shal Yitzchak. It's a schiss for Kalal Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch will have Rachamim on us. That's the first thing, remembering the schiss of the Akedah. The Shaifa blasts again at Har Sinai. The day of Matan Torah, Kodesh Baruch, who is covered with Nidlei of the world, where he gives us the Torah, called Shreva Chazik Ma'ayit, called Yisrael, Makabal Torah, Ba'av, or Bechiba, and they said, Kala Shadiba Hashem Nasa Benishma, it's another Schus Vaklal Yisrael. And there's the last one, which is the Kala Shreva of the Gula HaAsida, Bahaya Bayoma, who you talk of a Shreva God, where the Sultan's going to get wiped out of the world for good. Bila Amavis Lanetza. The Satan knows she's sibis michiasa mishu shemachshich pnei abriyos bestat the Satan with a drugger. But he's meant to uh, cause confusion, to darken our faces, 
with all of his accusations. When he hears the Kol Shaifer, when he hears the sound of people connecting to the history of Kalal Yisrael and the destiny of Kalal Yisrael, putting ourselves in that context of understanding and appreciating the serious nefesh of Avraham and Yitzchak, of standing at Har Sinai being Mechabal the time, of being on that path towards Geula, we're unstoppable as a nation. To listen to the Kol Shaifer, that accompanied Klal Yisrael at those seminal moments in our history. The Satan has nothing to say at that point. And therefore, because of these things, says the Sayyidah Ayyad, What are we meant to do then? If we can internalize the message of the Shaif, says the Sayyidah Ayyad, we are safe. We are safe. Our Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to move, as I said, from the Kisei Hadin, where none of us can stand in front of him, to the Kisei Arachan. Lavino Avarachaman. loves us more than we could possibly imagine. Say Avarab. Let's see the words. But Basic tells us that it's after a second day Rosh Hashanah. The love of Kaddish Baruch Hu has for us. We've got to make that move. It's up to us. Rachamin doesn't mean that it's all just a free ticket. Rachamin, the Kavish Baruch will give us more time, Shafrim for us to make that change, make that switch, make that move. And if we can internalize that and listen to the voice of the Shaifa, we'll have a Shnas Gulabi Yeshua, we'll have all the things that we've done for all the good things. Kavish Baruch will give it to us. But now look at this. And this is just unbelievable. Because Rosh Hashanah can be a stressful time for people. It can be tense because it's the game Hadin. But on the other hand, we know the Medrash tells us we wash, we make sure we have haircuts, we wear nice clothes. We're confident. What is this? It's a game. The, the judgment is a game. There's two things that are very important. It's not a game. Kaddish Baruch Hu is real and the Din is real and the Yom Din is real. The first thing is what is the Simcha of Rosh Hashanah? And as much as there's simcha on the day, how can you have simcha on a young din? doesn't fit. The answer is there's a simcha in being judged because it means that my life is meaningful. It means that the creator of the entire universe sees it fit to judge me. There's a simcha in accountability. Imagine if there's no accountability in life, life is meaningless. Your actions are worth nothing. The fact there's accountability means life is meaningful and life you're worth something. That's something worth celebrating. And now look at this. And this is just absolutely, absolute gold. It says the Sayyidah When you go home from Shul, or Shoshana night, you go home, your heart's happy, full of confidence in Hashem. You make Kiddush with Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Get rid of any distress, any sadness. Because the accusing angel, the Mekatrig, can only ever accuse when there's fights and there's squirrels and there's upset. That's when the Satan gets in there. But when we're besimcha, there's no room for the Satan. And that's why the Pasuk tells us in the Chemia, Al ta'at 
What are we meant to be? How are we meant to be in the altar meals in Rosh Hashanah? Lismayach beliboy. V'laharei simcha k'dei l'samez e'ina shalsah. Our simcha shal mitzvah, our simcha in appreciating the value that our wives are worthy of being judged. That silence is a sign. Of course, <coughs> to say that a yom continues and says, of course, it's not a simcha of hilalus, it's not purim, it's not simcha stira. Of course, it's a vegilu barada. There's a seriousness there because it's the yom adin. It's not just a free fall. It's not chas v'shalom. But that simcha has to be there on Rosh Hashanah. The Simcha that Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to do Tshuva. Haroitza b'shuva. We never say it by any other bracha. It's roitza b'shuva. Where does it all come from? Those three words. Lishmaya kol shayfa. To listen. To prepare ourselves to listen to the kol shayfa. To be part of that story of Kali Yisrael. It starts at the Akedah. And we'll end at the Geula. Shapruma To be like a shayfa. To improve ourselves, to beautify ourselves. We'll have 10 days of unbelievable closeness to Hashem. In the Aserah made Shuvah. But it starts with Rosh Hashanah. It starts with being able to listen to the Shaifa. For it to wake us up. To take us into the coming year. Yiratza, each and every one of us. You've just experienced another Torah class. Brought to you by TorahAnytime.com